There's, <laughs> there's your Zappa album back. Okay. And I told you there's a story. Yes, I did listen to it. Are we recording now? Yes, I re- I listened to both albums, both sides. Well, what is this that we're talking two about? Two times. This is Joe's Garage Parts 2 and 3. Yes. That's what we're talking about right now. So I listened to the first time through... This particular copy has mm-hmm. all of the lyrics in a booklet form attached to the inside of the fold-up. That's a lot of rock operas are wont to do. Yes. I read every single word. Sorry for that. All four sides the first time through. Yeah. And the second time through, yeah. I just put it on while doing other things. In fact, research. Yeah. And honestly, good musicians. Yeah. I like music. Yeah. I can't fucking take the lyrics. It just doesn't... It, it not only doesn't do it for me, it's, it undoes it for yeah. me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, no offense if you're a Zappa fan, but you know, there's more Zappa no, albums offense, in the world offense. for you yeah. to have. I'm not going to be in your way. You, you started doing this, and this the only thing that I could think of throughout it was... You know that thing where it's like, oh my god, this tastes so bad, you need to try it? You know what? No, I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, I we, don't need to experience. This tastes like shit. We Try ate it. fermented <laughs> squid brains. We never, neither of us had done so before. Right. And However, I, I can warn somebody given, to never eat fermented squid brains. Now I can. Yes, <laughs> I haven't hadn't ever given Zappa an adult try, and so I did. Some of the things you learn as a child should stick with should you through your adult years. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, but the thing of it is, is like we all have those friends who actually do know a fair amount of music. Uh, they might be musicians themselves. Yep. And th- we have those friends who like Zappa, and we're like... I don't think I do. I have a number of friends. I, I, I have a bunch of yeah, friends totally. who do, and it's just like... And I can understand okay. why they do. Yeah, it's I just, not for me. Yeah, not for me. It's like... It's like the humor value definitely doesn't strain me on long enough because I don't think he's that funny. I, I'm straight up saying that. I don't think it's it, hard to listen to it and, and know that they were sober. Yeah. Like, not jacked up on anything? Nope. Like, doesn't even really drink, from my understanding, if at all? No. And I. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Not for me. So there's, there, there's your tap album back. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and so when you go trade it in, Thank you, snarl. when you go to trade it in, you can just sell it online or whatever. You'll get thirty to fifty dollars for it, and you can go buy something that you really enjoy, like okay. a really nice copy of a Yes album. You don't have like oh, there's no. probably I've, one of those. I've bought like I've bought those. Where you can buy a, buy another album with a couple times. of dudes that are sitting in a in a ballet studio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just do that? You'll feel happier about that. Actually, those some of those old Link Ray, not that one, but some of the older Link Ray albums, those things were always like really pretty expensive because they were. Weird, well, you can sell all your Frank Zappa. Yeah. I was looking. That's actually the only one I still have left. Somehow, I used to have like Live at the Roxy, which I actually thought was a better album than Joe's Garage, um, marginally, <laughs> but. Uh, I still like only listen to it like a few times, and then it was just like I just can't listen to this anymore. It just doesn't grab me at all. Yeah, it just didn't. It's kind of like one of those things where you it. just you, you take a look at it. You're like, you know, I'm going to have a party tonight, and if this album walks away, I'm not going to be heartbroken not be about super it. Crash. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. All right. So, so, all right. On that note, maybe we should just go. Let's just do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Ruined Heroes, a weekly self-produced and free podcast wherein the three of us irreverently discuss a topic of societal renown. I, Tyler, study like a guy after a three-day nap. John. <laughs> so, not <Never> just mind. <laughs> And Rupert. That's me. <laughs> You're welcome. And Rupert has the sweetest love hangover. Sweetest love hangover. Whatever. That sounds like an old Depeche Mode song. It does. <laughs> no, it is. It's like, isn't that an old disco song? I've got the sweetest love hangover. I don't know. Love hangover is a, there's a song called Love Hangover, yes. It's, I'm not talking about a Depeche Mode song. I'm talking like it was a single singer. I don't know. Whatever. Yes, no. So, there's a disco right, yeah, song yeah. called Love Hangover. Yes. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm yes. talking about. So Please subscribe and leave good reviews. Wherever you get your podcasts, unless you direct download from our website, ruinedheroes.com. 
to interact with us via Ruined Heroes Pod at Gmail, as well as on Facebook and Twitter. And lastly, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can use Patreon, a subscription service where you get extra stuff, or through a one-off donation using PayPal. There are links to both of those on our site. Thank you to those of you who already do or have done that. Thank you. Okay. So Jesus Christ walks into a bar. He has the innkeeper three nails and he says... Can you put me up for the night? Uh, Sorry, I watched The Crow last night. <laughs> yeah. They're remaking that. With I know. Uh, I wanted to... This is a disclaimer. If you are a devout Christian or of similar faith, this is not the episode for you. We will be irreverently discussing something you might be kind of attached to. Uh, so, just that. <laughs> And there's your intro. <laughs> Come on. Easter? Nope. No. Close. <laughs> being, raised from, <clears throat> being raised from deep sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth their firstborn son. Sorry, I had to skip over a paraphrase thing we're talking about Moses? No, we're talking about Jesus. Jesus? Whatever. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why are we doing Jesus? Like, I was, it was, I, we threw it out there, and then yesterday I had the realization that we're going to release it on Easter. this on Easter, <laughs> uh, which may have not been the best decision, but oh well. I think that's funny as fuck. <laughs> you know. So, born in 6 BC, which I'm using BC this time because we are using the Christian timeline. Uh, You've already checked out. (laughs) (laughs) In Bethlehem, to parents Mary and Joseph, although history says he was probably a real person, we really have only the Bible and a few other religious texts to trace his life by. Uh, I will... I don't know. As you know, it is religiously believed that he was an immaculate conception. I'm going to say there was probably some science going on that they didn't know about, or just storytelling. I don't know. It is said in Luke 2.21 that Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day. So eight days old, they started whacking on him. Uh, Being born during the reign that is the terror of King Herod. He was a Facebook hint. Uh, He, and was a real man. He did some great things, only he was a super huge tyrant. Anyhow, the Bible says that Jesus was seen as a threat and that Herod tried to off him by declaring that all boys under the age of two be killed. Historians don't think this actually ever happened. Uh, not to mention the timeline doesn't quite work out. Well, that's just like a rehash of the old Moses story. The kill your son story? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what they're trying to do. Is like basically they're trying to reinvigorate the, the Moses thing where it's like, you know, throw all the male children into the river. Into the river. And, you know, it's chick throws him in a basket and he gets picked up by the pharaoh's wife or whatever. Down river, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to like like rehash that story. Which, you know, it sort of makes sense because like, look, first of all, here's the thing. um, Is this whole killing children thing, we think of it as a big deal. It's really not. Because like back then, they were really big. You know, we think of like human sacrifices involving virgins What's better than a virgin? Killing kids and child sacrifices were quite common. Well, it also that's, did. That's that's how we get you know. It, it also did. If you if you kill your firstborn son, mm-hmm. um, you instantly eradicate the idea of there being somebody of fighting age mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> you know, you know that 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 son. I mean, you still have to deal with dad. But dad might be getting older at this point and might have to worry about other things. Oh, but well, old was 35. Yeah. If you're a despotic <laughs> ruler. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you just took out an entire generation that may rise up and try to kill you. Yeah. So that's, you know, one of those things. But see, that was like one of those things that they were really big on doing in Sodom and Gomorrah there. It was like a whole bunch of child sacrifices. They did a lot of and things the, in they Sodom. They did a lot of things yeah. in but Sodomy. And the, Sodomy the, and Gomorrah. The Canaanites, before we had Israel were very big on uh, child sacrifice, too. So it's, you know, it had a huge historical precedent. It wasn't like this, ooh, wow, that's like beyond the pale. It's like, no, everybody's doing it back then. As I said, the historians don't think that that actually happened in their hair yeah. school. <laughs> and also, also, so if you go by, you know, if you go by the Bible, Jesus was conceived in a virgin birth to Mary. <coughs> 
if you go by the, the Talmud, uh, Mary, a.k.a. Miriam, uh, was actually a woman of loose morals, to the extent that some people in the Thank Talmud referred to her as a whore. And Jesus was conceived, oh, we're bringing it on back home. I just realized we're just bringing it all back home. Because this story is going a little bit long. I'm sorry to interrupt. You're good. So, uh, Jesus in the Talmud was conceived by Miriam, a.k.a. Mary. Um, not with her husband, Joseph, but with a Roman soldier whose name was... Phil Anselmo's story. Pantera! Really? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> You did bring that all back home. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-oh. Damn. <coughs> oh, shit. Hey, hey. That's thanks for that. So it said. So now the dog's done barking. Uh, it said that he had four younger brothers James, Joses, or Joses. J O S E S. So I guess that's Joses. Joses. Jose's. Jose's. I don't know. Anyhow, Simon and Judas. Did you just Judas. expect a, a married couple to not do it? <laughs> I, well, well, and like four J names and one S name. And then at least two sisters, but they're barely mentioned. But this is where that idea of the last scion that we know mm-hmm. from Dogma, the movie, comes from. But I mean, it is a, a legend of the last remaining person of genetic relationship to Jesus. Uh if you follow some other um, yeah. things like Holy Blood, Holy Grail, that's the, the Holy Grail is actually the bloodline of Jesus, and they protect it, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's spit it out, buddy. What? Yeah, spit it out. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, this bad taste will never leave my mouth. <laughs> well, you know, you got to do something different every once in a while. Uh, so there's a famous biblical story in Luke of him being left behind in Jerusalem. The, that was the other Facebook hint, was a picture of Jerusalem. The family apparently took a yearly pro- pilgrimage there. The family, Passover. Mary and Joseph, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mary and Joseph, however, had many kids by then and, and was traveling with a bunch of them, but they, was, they thought he was part of a different part of the caravan or was with a different part of the caravan and he got left in Jerusalem. So good parenting, go folks. Well, actually, this gets addressed in the uh, the infancy gospel of, of Thomas, which you can find in the Apocrypha. That entire story is uh, addressed there. And it's not that he got left behind, but back then it was um, women left sooner than the men did. And they would often take the young children up with them. They traveled slower and men would catch up during um, as the day progressed. Um, so Mary thought Jesus was with Joseph. Joseph thought... It was with her. So it's Home Alone too. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, okay. It is. And in all reality, according to the, the gospel, the infancy gospel of Thomas, what he did was decide, nope, I'm going to chill out with the people back here in the in the temple, and I'm, we're going to talk about God. And, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. So it was exactly Home Alone too. He just went and hung out at the church and talked to the Pharisees about God. Yeah. And then uh, proceeded to tell them how they were wrong. He was 12, right? Yes. So they didn't take that so well. Oh, my God. So he's like sort of, he's the first incarnation of David Hogg, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who David Hogg is, but sure. He's he's one of the part. He's the he's the Parkland kid who like dresses like Huey Lewis in the news. Mm. He runs around with like a t-shirt and a blazer on. He's trying to be, revitalize that look. And Don Johnson. He, is that yeah, Miami Vice yeah. scene? You know. Yes, it's Miami Vice. Like, but see, on Don Johnson, it was cool. Then Huey Lewis in the news came out, and it really wasn't cool. Right. And now David Hogg's trying to resurrect it on this like you know, let's kill the Second Amendment tour. And uh, it's just really not working. It's like you're like Malcolm in the middle trying to do this Don Johnson thing. It's like all over the place. He needs a style consultant is what I hear? He needs a style counsel, yes. Yes. Okay. RuPaul would never let that thing down. (laughs) RuPaul got a star. Did you see that? RuPaul deserves a star. RuPaul's RuPaul's fantastic. Earned a star. Doesn't deserve it. Earned it. Earned that shit. There's no earning it. You actually pay for those. (laughs) I think you shell out 50 grand and you get a star. I think that's what it is. Yeah. No, there's no, it's not the Academy Awards. (laughs) You go up to them and say, I have $50,000. Can I get a star? So what it is, it's it's a bunch of actors that went on a coke page one night and said, hey, I've got 50 grand. We could get a star. Yeah. Uh, I love it. If we get 50 grand, you're going to get a roof. (laughs) uh, Sure. 
Sure. I mean, like, go walk down Hollywood Boulevard. You'll find, like, people, like, you know, best key grip sitting there with a star. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus don't have no star there. You will never see the accountant from a film on there because they'll realize it's a waste of damn money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's said that because of this conversation with the Pharisees, he just kind of disappeared. And that's like from 12 till 30-something, he's just kind of gone. So I looked around to see where maybe he went. One story I ran into, which I kind of thought was funny, was that he had traveled to North America, met and hung out with the indigenous people here. Uh, some claim that this is where he learned his spirituality and some of his uh, healing with herbs and such powers. And that the... Native American tribes here are the last ten tribes that are mentioned in the Bible. Wait, isn't that like kind of Mormonism? It could be. I don't know. I I, I don't. I do. I haven't not read that much. I have a copy of the Book of Mormon, but I haven't read that Mormonism much at all. But I thought Jesus spent a little time here. That's well. This is one of the stories. Is that Jesus well? Came according to, according to a lot of it, um, Jesus spent time in India. He spent time in Britain. He spent time in the Americas. Yeah, I got these all written down too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was sort of like ten ten. <laughs> Lassie, he said, Jesus, Timmy fell down Jesus the well. The well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <coughs> so another story is that he went to Egypt instead and learned his mystical arts or traditions there. Working in nearby country seems a little bit more viable than going to the Americas, in my opinion. But, I don't know. It just seems like a long fucking boat ride. Well, he would have to go up to Britain, basically become buddy-buddy with, you know, because it's just a hop, skip, and a jump there to Vikings. So he'd be buddy-buddy with the Vikings, and the Vikings could take him over to the New World, where they were going to fight Skraelings. <laughs> Jesus, uh, well, invader of the no, West. I guess they could have done it. It just seems like a really long sail for that era of boating technology. Well, I think didn't Thor Heyerdahl reenact like coming over from Africa to South America in a reed boat in the Contiki? No, but that is there a documentary? I'm guessing that sounds fascinating as shit. Yeah, Thor Heyerdahl. I'm mean, just the guy's name is awesome. Pretty cool. oh, yeah, I'm kind of in. Yeah, yeah, the Contiki. <laughs> it's like. There, I don't know. There, there was some theory that like people came over, you know, that the whatever the natives didn't come over the land bridge in Alaska, that they came over in a reed raft, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's bullshit." And then Thor Heyerdahl was like, "I'm going to build a reed raft and do it," and he did. And he does. He did. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think like in the fifties or something. I'm not wow. entirely sure. There's, there's actual. They have some film footage of it. That's kind of insane. Yeah. Like, that's. You gotta be a relatively madman style person to even attempt that. Well, the rest of his villagers were really happy to see him go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he was like, so, I think he was like some sort of Danish guy or something. It was like the Kontiki and then Raw One, Raw Two. Huh. Yeah. Dodgy Ghoul strikes again. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I think, I think that working as a carpenter during that time because his dad was a carpenter, Mo, or not Moses, um, Joseph was a carpenter, and it was common to work in the family trade, and I think traveling around working as a carpenter is the most viable option. I find a bunch of conflicting shit where they'd either say that he was a very poor carpenter or he was a very rich carpenter, um, where he was going to be accepted into, um, he did really well academically and was going to be um, uh, sent to, I believe it was Jerusalem, and he didn't want to go to Jerusalem. Um, and then other ones where he's, they're, they're so broke that, um, we're fixing yokes. You know, that's kind of like, I, I found it going both sides. So, yes, the only thing that I can say that I found was that he was a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> from about age 12 to about age 30. Any other theories from anybody on where he might have been for that amount of time? Again, supposedly yeah. he went to Britain, and that's yeah. in the Arthurian legends. Uh, there's some legends that he went, ended up in Kashmir. Well, but, you know, it's funny, because I, according to the, uh, again, the Infancy Gospel of Thomas... He started killing people when he was about six. <laughs> he started to strike them dead. They'd piss him off, and he'd strike just them dead, like and then lay raise hands them on them instead of help, instead of healing. Well, no, he. It, it, it was almost kind of a game at first because he'd knock him down and then bring him back up. <laughs> yeah, like fucking flatliners. Um, he also had. <laughs> yeah. He also had this this habit of anytime he would. Um, Somebody would try to teach him the alphabet. He'd say, okay, as soon as you can explain to me the full meaning of alpha, I'll explain to you the full meaning of beta. 
Um, he would do shit like that. Um, the Again, in here, the teachers would piss him off, so we'd strike him dead. <laughs> they finally found, like, on the, 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 the third or fourth iteration of a teacher, because, well, they're all dumb and think they can do it. I mean, quite frankly, after you kill two, I'm not going to be the third to volunteer. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, Nobody wants that job anymore. We right. could call him Mary Poppins. Well, the fourth one evidently listened to him, so he brought back all the other ones. <laughs> Where did you find this shit? It's called the Infancy Gospel of Thomas. It's in the Apocrypha. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, So he eventually reappears around age 30. And this is where most of the history that we we know about. I don't know that it's history that we know, but it's history that we know about happens. Uh, his, His first real noted disciple was Mary Magdalene. So, again, he's hanging out with prostitutes. Prostitutes named Mary, for that matter. And uh, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, as a carpenter, right? Who are you going to hang out with at that the, time? There, there's Especially also, if you're a shitty carpenter. There's also a very, very, very weird sect of it that says that Mary is actually... The Mary Magdalene character is actually his mom. But it was rewritten... Huh. So that he came, you know, it's there's. It's also written that they were perhaps love interests. Exactly, and and we got some sort of Norman Bates action going on here. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's yeah, it's just one of those things that you just they they, they fit the, the 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 narrative to yeah. tell whatever story they want. Yeah, you know? I, I don't, you know, I mean, the thing of it is, it's like I don't think I would mock Carpenter because like Carpenter back then wasn't a bad job. Exactly, it wasn't any bad gig. It was you know? necessary. Yeah, it was really necessary. Yeah. They had information, and they had the ability to do shit that the normal person couldn't fucking do. Right. Unless you weren't good at it. Even a bad carpenter is better than no carpenter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A bad shelter is better than no No shelter. shelter. (laughs) You know, because they had jobs like mixing straw with mud. Yes. Yeah, a, they did. That was a job. So they if really you did. can actually build a bed, yeah. you're golden. Yeah, you're golden if you can build a bed. You yeah. can build a yoke? Fuck yeah, yeah, you're in the money, baby. Yeah. Lift giant stone. Yeah. Build something that holds yeah. water isn't a bad idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, potters, carpenters, really good. Yeah. The people that had to mix the mud for the car- for the potter, they're the ones that had the shitty job. Yeah. Or even worse, haul the mud from the riverbank up. <laughs> <laughs> We're that not was, even going to trust you to mix the mud right. That was generally slave labor at the time. I mean, just to be 100% honest, it was. Uh, slave labor is also, it can be knocked down to he who is willing to do anything for money as well. No, yeah, well. Um, and or he who is willing to do anything to ne- not get the shit kicked out of him or perhaps killed. Hmm? Yeah. It was such a simpler time back then. I know. No. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, like, see, the slave thing, the slave angle was sort of, yeah, you got a whole bunch of different levels of slavery there. And I know I'm going to get in trouble, but, like, you know, you could have slavery from conquered people, right? Right. And it's like, okay, so conquered people, they lost some shit. They're all angry and stuff. Then you could have slavery where it's just like, hey, we can't feed the, here, here you go. Here's a kid. Uh, We shall raise her and get some work out of her, you know. There was some slavery of that nature. You're and right. So, so it's like if you're hanging around with these people and they're sort of feeding you, mm-hmm. and then you're looking over there and you're looking at like, okay, so mixing mud and straw is an actual job, or I can hang out here and like, you know, make some papadom for these people, you know, <laughs> you'll kind of do it. When, when you become a woman servant living in a home, you have food, you are clean, you don't have bugs that are, you know, right. you can lay in a place that isn't infested in bugs. Mm-hmm. It starts looking pretty damn good. Between the person right. lying in urine and filth right. outside in the street. Yeah. Getting beaten. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, that's how we get... That's how we get Islam. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Abraham's hanging around, and he's 100, and he's trying to, like, knock off his wife, and she's 100, and they can't have a baby. So then his wife is like, you know, enough already. Why don't you go do it with, like, uh, Sammy Hagar, <coughs> the, 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 the slave. Hagar the slave? <laughs> and so then Abraham's like, oh, hey, yeah, we'll have a three-way. So uh, Abraham does it with Hagar, and they, 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 they get Esau. 
And then, then all of a sudden, the wife is like, nah, 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 nah. I take it all back. <laughs> and and so then she's like, come sleep with me. And then, boom, uh, we get Isaac. And so Esau goes off, and that's how we get the Muslims. And then Isaac, you know, he winds up at yet another child sacrifice. Well, and Jesus, or, Jesus is or, a big teacher in the Muslim belief system. Uh, you know, he's not he's, he's, he's not beholden as a god, but yeah, he's a he's, he was. There was Abraham as the prophet, and then there was Jesus as a prophet, and then there's Muhammad as the as the, the most holy of the prophets. Yes. Wait, is Isaac Isaac the one Abraham's going to go kill? I'm not really great at my Muslim either. I read up a little it's, bit on it Muslim, this week, but that's Christianity. I don't know. He said, "All right, so so yeah, God tells God tells Abraham, go kill, kill me this son." So God said to Abraham, "Go kill me your son." Yeah. Abraham See. and the sacrifice of Isaac. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know. So again, we have this child sacrifice thing is this constant. Yeah, theme Sarah had a baby boy named Isaac. Boom. Yeah. Abraham. Yeah. And then God comes in and says, Dad, you know what? Why don't you just go get that ram over there? Mm-hmm. Right. Do that instead. You know, have some, make some soup blocky or something. Exactly. Yeah. Get some yeah, bread. Yeah. yeah let, let's all just sit back and have... A little tzatziki. You know, yeah. You know, fuck yeah. Let's <laughs> have shawarmas. McShawarmas at that, right? <laughs> I can remember that McShawarma commercial. So, uh, one of the... Uh, another one of his first acts was he went to a wedding with Mary, and I know a lot Which of people Mary? probably know these stories. Mary Magdalene, okay, uh, and like she was his date, as it were, to the wedding, <coughs> and they ran out of wine, and he turned wine or water into wine. Yep. Now, one of my favorite stories about this is the possible beer connection because there's a lot of connections in history to beer. And wedding ceremonies could often last a week or so at that point in time. And it only you can actually ferment grain in three days. It's shit beer, but you can do it in three days. Well, it's and, hot there, you know. Yeah, it is. Your yeast can go crazy, and you can turn it in three days. It's going to be shit. It needs time to, to cure and become tasty, but you can do it. So there's every possibility that you didn't actually turn water into wine, that you just took some grain from the bread, or so even bread. Mm-hmm. Threw it in a vat with some water and made some more wine. Yeah. Quotes. Cover it up and let it sit. That's the only difference between wine and beer. Beer uses a grain, wine uses a fruit. Correct. That's so it it's sort of Well, even take all the rotten matter. fruit that's going on from the, the this big old party, throw it in there and there you go too. Prison yeah. wine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See see beer is a little bit more unlikely because beer requires more labor. In that you have to crack the grains, you got to harvest grain, you got to crack the grain. Yeah, you know, you got an apple tree lying around. <laughs> yeah, you know, come on, what, what yeah. have we got? Like twenty minutes, we got enough fruit to make some wine. Yeah, and by the time you you're done, beer? eat a few apples, throw the cores. Yeah, well, you know, and as yeah. we learned, apples yeah. apples were established in Kazakhstan. That's where they originally were. So not far. So they were drinking apple brandy. Every possibility. <laughs> or wine. Yeah, or beer or. You know, fuck, maybe you just took some old moldy rye bread, threw it in a vat with some water, and they were tripping on acid. All of the above. Yeah, right? Which is the weird thing, because, see, they're sitting there in the desert, and every time you turn around with these Jews, God is promising them the land of milk and honey. Has anybody here ever been in a very hot, arid environment? Yeah. You really want a glass of milk and no. some honey? That, I don't know why this honey, is considered honey, you such would. a good Honey, you thing. would, because, again, you yeah. could turn honey into alcohol. And honey keeps indefinitely. Yep. I guess that's true. Indefinitely. I guess that's true. And it also works as a sweetener for pretty much any goddamn thing it touches. Yep. I guess that's true. Whether you put it in tea, you put it in... Yep. Yeah. It's naturally antibiotic. I guess, but like milk and honey. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I'm going to out milk and honey is the last thing I want. I would agree. But, you know, desert gets cold at night. Milk and honey doesn't sound bad. Actually, I don't... I don't want the milk. I want the thing that the milk comes out of. (laughs) Give me no. the goats because goats are important in a okay. dry well, I was going to say yeah. you, you can't have cattle there, but you can have goats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can make cheese with it. So there you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll go goats. That's kind of all you can have is like goats and sheep, chickens, chickens, you know, chickens yeah, you everywhere chickens. in the world. Yeah. They yeah. eat chicken, and everywhere yeah. in the world they fry chicken. Everywhere in the world, that's awesome, right? That is fucking cool. Everybody likes fried chicken. So, uh, 
<laughs> Next. <laughs> okay. So they traveled back to Jerusalem for Passover. This is the pilgrimage he used to make with his parents when mm-hmm. he was left with the Pharisees at 12, right? Uh, he found merchants around the place of worship. I, I, that's, I saw place of worship. I saw church. I saw temple. I saw all kinds of worship. Fuck it. Just the place of worship. And he threw a hissy fit. He just went nuts. He literally, he's, the story goes he flipped tail, tables. The money lenders. Yelled at the people. The money changers. Yes. Are yeah. The money changers. He grabbed a whip and started cracking it at people. Just, just basically raised a big old fucking stink. Um, it wasn't exactly a whip. It were the it was the cords that they were wearing because they used to keep tally with cords. Okay, okay. so he was beating people with the cords that they used to tally things. Is that where the Hasidic Jew cord comes in? Do you know? No idea. Because you know a traditional Hasidic Jew and they wear the long bra- tails. Talus. Talus. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it comes from that. I'm not uh, sure. I don't either. I mean, right. money changes. I can see it being something from that period that carried into. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he, he was vernacular. He, he was always religious. very about zeitgeist. Give Caesar his due. You know, pay your taxes appropriately. Do do the right thing appropriately. Contribute to what you're supposed to contribute to. He just didn't really like moneylenders. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems, yeah. Like he threw a big fucking fit. Well, lending money is one thing, but back then also um, the idea of interest was verboten. Um, you, you didn't charge interest on a loan. Um, additionally, you can you can get away with like... How do you get indentured servants then? Action. I, I pay X amount of money. You give me X amount of work. And, yeah, at high interest. No, no, you no. don't need interest. Huh. No, interest is only dealt with... You're saying it's just straight exchange. Yeah. Uh, interest is solely financial. Um... <coughs> Pardon me, but even then, um, you can still work in because when you do cross things like um, give me ten bushels of grain for twelve somethings of this, and you, you, ten is not ten in that instance. He got pissed off here as well because it was usury rates; it was people taking advantage of other people. He got that's what he got pissed off at, and that's when he flipped his fucking lid. Was Could people also, selling bread on the street in the communist-based system. It, well, it could, it could also be that he just drank too much of the fucking prison wine. There's every possibility, right? I it, I get the feeling, because a lot of the stories, there was a lot of wine around. I get the feeling he may have... Everybody was an alcoholic, drinker. okay? Been yeah. a heavy drinker. Every one yeah. of them. Well, it was safer than the water. Yes. I mean, yeah. and to this day, it's safer than the water in that part of the world, because they still throw bodies and shit in that water. Bodies and shit. In that water. I, I got to tell you, if I go to India, <laughs> I drink in water. Right. Because it, it's, wow. Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll shower under no, bottled water. I'll just no, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, that's one of the things I hear about people that go to countries that have that problem. So mm-hmm. some of the South American countries, for instance, yeah. go travel and literally take bottles of water or buy bottles of water. And shower with that because even that will make you super fucking ill and dysentery and no. fucking die a jungle rot. No. What? Why? When you shower in those countries, you definitely do not open your eyes facing into the water. Right. You don't open your mouth. Right. And you try and keep the water from going into your eyes when you're drying off and that sort of thing. You try and do that. But, um,. No, there's no getting bottled water to shower in. I mean, you could because it's fairly inexpensive uh, compared to well, here. yeah, as, well, and, as an American comparison, yeah. And even in uh, like a lot of the places that we'd end up visiting, um, they're going to be extremely civilized. They're going to have decent water, decent things like that. We're going to go to a hotel that's going to have those things. <laughs> when you go into... <laughs> but when you go into... A may not necessarily but be here, an option but here's the B, thing. You may have selected a place that's so remote that that's not definitely... But that's the thing, there. is when you go into a place that's so far into the backwoods, you don't trust a damn thing that's going on, and you, bo- you boil every, se- every bit of water you come across. You just boil it, and strain it, and then... Find the religion and pray to it. It's like you go get a bit of big bottle of bleach and you bleach the water. Yeah, right. That's actually yeah, like three drops per gallon. Doing so, you're constantly drinking. You know, if you're going to drink the water, you drink this bleachy tasting water. But really, what you do is get um, carbonated bottled water. Yep. I like fizzy water anyway. 
Uh, believe it or not, if you're in those countries for any length of time, you get so sick of, of carbonated water. water. You yeah. can't, you can't take it. You can't stand it. It is unreal how sick of it you get. I can, I guess, I can believe that. We can bathe in it. What did that feel like? Tingly. Be kind of tingly. Yeah. Yeah, but like, <laughs> oh God, you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna go to Safeway as soon as we fucking leave and buy him no, out I'm of carbonated take water. Take a CO two in the basement, man. I can <laughs> carbonate a bathtub in a couple of minutes. It'll but like, great. yeah, the, the dirty water thing is something <coughs> like I mean, you're extremely careful about. Like, if you buy beer in any restaurant, they will bring the bottle to you and open it in front of you. Um. And you drink it out of the bottle. You don't want to be using a glass. If you use a glass, you want to go. The weird thing about South American places that have really shitty water is that often correlates with high alcohol percentage in their mixed drinks. Nice. So if you order a scotch, you get like a highball. <laughs> they fill it to the brim. Take like, it. Here's a scotch. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. That's the last fucking thing I'm going to need because yeah. not... I'm, I'm going to make it three foot away from this bar before I'm going to get mugged. <laughs> is uh, what's going to face plant in the street. Uh, that's the thing is, yeah, you got to be a little bit <laughs> on your game. Circumspect yes. on your game. Yeah, you're very well aware. Like street lights are not a priority for these people. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is really weird. If drinking water is not a priority, street lights <laughs> don't even register in the top ten. Nope. But weirdly, crime is like kind of. You feel like you should be a lot more scared of it than you are. Because vigilantism is really huge. Yeah. They love vigilantism. Yeah, if if cops don't care about what somebody's going to do to you, they sure as hell aren't going to care about how you react to them. You know, it's... Like you want to you want to try to mug me? Okay, I'll pick up a two by four and beat you in the head with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the cops gonna look and say you tried to. Yeah, I don't. Who's got ten bucks? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm out. See ya. But can I have one of those scotches on the way? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two. So, so this is also when he started running around and uh, and healing people, supposedly. Uh, this may be more of John's put him down, pick him up thing. Who knows? But. Uh, no, after after he turned thirty, he was pretty much in the hole. He just thing. started healing yeah. straight out. Yeah. Well, and that's he, wasn't, he that... wasn't throwing temper tantrums anymore. Well, yes, he was still throwing temper tantrums. Apparently, he threw temper tantrums for quite a while. Just not not killing people. Yeah, yeah not that <laughs> temper tantrum. Like temper tantrums. Like he 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 tossed a bunch of markets actually. As time went on, apparently he it was not that uncommon for him to walk into a market square and just start tossing tables and yelling and screaming. It wasn't just the one time. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, so, but, it, he, and while he's doing this healing of people, of course, he's gaining followers. People are starting to follow behind him. And so he marches up to the top of a mountain, just like in the life of Brian, and starts giving a speech, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, it, <laughs> they're also called the Beatitudes? Be- Beatitudes? Beatitudes. You think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like beatification. I mean, I, I went to Lutheran school for a couple of years. I'm not that You'd educated. You'd never know it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be involved with some Catholicism in there too. Uh, well, that, that's kind of the Lutherans are Catholic light. We know it. Like Catholic, they're Catholic light. It's Catholic. Yeah, it's Catholic light. Yeah. Yeah. Like we used some copy of the Bible called the Good News Bible, and it was all like modernized language kind of thing. You were a Lutheran and used the Good News Bible? Jeez Louise. That was the I mean, yeah. that was really 70s, that whole thing, when that came out. Yeah, well, yeah. it was the uh, 80s yeah. when I was going. Yeah, okay, because yeah. like, the Good News Bible was like the first, like I think it was the first trend. I still have that copy, that was, like, but they tried common, to modernize. Common vernacular, yeah. Yep. essentially. Yeah, they tried yeah. to modernize it. I still and have that copy. There's like ACDC logos scrawled in the edges. Yeah, everybody knows probably that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. And that one, and then the Living Bible was the other one that we had. I didn't have a King James or anything. My mother was raised Lutheran. My father was raised Catholic. So at times we would bounce between both kinds of churches. And I'd go in there and I'd get so bored I'd just start reading the Bible. Because I'm I'm tired. And especially during the Catholic uh, sermons. Oh my God. Those things, because they carry on for fucking ever. Yeah. Right? So when you're reading the King James Bible and you're 10... Yeah, You're, uh, this 
makes no fucking sense to me. It's like reading Shakespeare. Yeah, I mean the the language is just so different than what you know that it. it, And then you go over to the Lutheran side, and you're like, it's like reading Zappa. These are real words. (laughs) (laughs) These are real, honest to God words. Because what I was reading, those I had vows, those aren't words. That's like half a word. Thou was supposed to be though. (laughs) They just forgot two letters. Yeah, I mean, King James is, like, kind of the worst, but even Revised Standard, like, if you sit there and read it, you're just like, these times were so ancient, they had no concept of a run-on sentence. The, yeah. yeah. No concept. The Iliad whatsoever. makes more fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's Thanks. just like, oh I, It is very hard. And, and so that's part of the reason that all the stories are weird and twisted into, as, as we mentioned a couple of times already, into whatever angle they want it. They in the drive of whoever they is at that moment wants it to be well, but also but because they can twist those words all around. Yeah, and but, and they're so far from the original writings, and most of those books were written decades after Jesus died. Well, yeah, but a lot of that also has to do with the Nicene Council when they they took over and they said, okay, here's what the Bible's going to be, and they put all of the books that they wanted in the Bible, and they. Had had it tell a narrative. The Nicene Council is the biggest set of thieves you've ever seen in life because they took a history and said, "No, we want it to tell this ultimate story," and that's what you get, and that's what the Bible is, and that's what ninety percent of the people understand the Bible to be is the story that a bunch of people way back in. I don't even know when the Nicene Council is off the top of my head. Did a pick and choose of the stories yeah. that were available. Yeah, yeah, the Apocrypha was nowhere in there. The Apocrypha didn't exist. The Dead Sea Scrolls. Well, no, 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 the books of Mormon, according to the Mormons. But, well, you know, those were plates left in America. Exactly. So how does the Nicene Council know about them? I don't. Dude, seriously? Right. <laughs> but th- that whole well, narrative. The Mormons was, pop up in, like, like, doesn't John Smith pop like up in 1850 or something? Exactly. 17 early yeah. 1800s, so yeah. Is the Nicene Council before that or after that? <laughs> so I want to say the 800s. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, like a thousand years before that. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Nicene Council, three twenty-five. Yeah, oh, fifteen hundred years. Yeah, okay. So they didn't know about this whole place in America thing, thing yet. You know, mm. X ray specs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but. You know, the thing of it is, it's like, it's it's very hard for us to understand, um, but even though the closest thing we have to it is kind of, um, to some extent, we have an appreciation for the storyteller, right? Um, and the storyteller could be somebody like a stand-up comedian. Yes. Mm-hmm. A culture respects that. Or oral tradition. A culture right. always respects right. that oral tradition. So we have this tendency to think, you know, if you can write it down, why are you relying upon an oral history? Because a lot of people sometimes think that's better. That that has more value than writing stuff down because they see the written word as somewhat dead. Um... So an example of that, so internet, but you know. an example of that would be um, uh, classical Indian music. It is not written down. Mm-hmm. You cannot learn it unless you hear it orally from a teacher, and it is this passed down tradition. And they would v- regard there. There are some pieces that are written down, but it's more just like, look, you want this written down? This is what it's going to look like. It's not going to do you any good. So, you know, they have that. And then, like, you know, the, the Native Americans, oh, they didn't yeah. have writing at their disposal. They didn't really have that. But, the, you know, they have an oral history and stuff. But certainly the Indians, uh, India Indians, Correct. they had writing. Mm-hmm. And yes. even, dur- you know, they had encounters with other cultures that had written music. And they still didn't write their stuff down, their musical stuff. Well, and that area was known for having writing long before that. I mean, cuneiform yeah. was established in that part of the world. Yeah, but did they have musical writing? I don't know. No. Like notation? But, I don't, I don't right, know. Right, but they, but they, they, they encountered Westerners who probably had shown them, here's how you write down music. 
and, and they, they they still no, but the eastern years. eastern musical scales are very different than the western musical scales, and so it doesn't translate. Like you can't put a note halfway between lines because they have significant well, that's more not tones. The, that's in not the, music. That's not the point. Of the point. Of, the point is like they had the con- they've been shown the concept of writing down music, so they could have developed one that would fit well, their system, and they never did. Even though this is a people that wrote down a lot of stuff. Yeah, they did. No, the Indians wrote down a lot of stuff. But then when it comes to the music, it's like, nah, it doesn't work so good. <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, these guys, like, uh, they're, they're hanging out there in the land of Canaan and stuff. And they, they had shit, like, you know, finally people were just like, hey, you know what? Why don't we have this law written down in the town square? And that's how we get the first, first written law with Hammurabi. You know, where he's like, let's make a big pillar. We'll write down all the laws. Everybody can see it. There you go. You know, but then, you know, we still come up with this Jesus stuff, and it's like, hey, this guy's, like, kind of killing people with his eyeballs. Right. Yeah, let's just, we'll just keep it a story. We'll just keep it a story. Like, let's not write it down. <laughs> Nobody make a sketch. You know, nothing. Right. So, th- th- it's, a d- it's a different value thing. You know, we think, like, why wouldn't you have written that down? They'd be like, because we're telling it orally. That's better. It was the way they shared their tradition. And that's the way they thought it was better sometimes with some things. Well, one of the other things about oral tradition, though, is that if you have a question about it, you can actually ask, and they'll have an answer. Well, Whereas if you don't make up an answer. Well, but you, you have something <laughs> based on, uh, on the story, because the story actually was, it was a parable about something. It had a, yeah. it had a meaning. It had a, a context, and you had to understand that meaning and that context right. in order to tell the story. So whoever's sitting there listening could ask a question and get an answer from somebody who'd studied it. Well, that's yeah. why Whereas any idiot is much can, more interactive. Yes, any idiot can pull up something on the internet or read a book and that's not have a full understanding read. of what it was uh, about. So you may not understand that. Um, the word rubber, for instance, you use it in the South, you use it in the North. Of America, you're going to get two different things. One of them means galoshes, the other means condom. I so, think condom is pretty global. However, <laughs> but you say, um, I put my rubbers on and I went out in the snow. Yeah, I, I'm not. Okay. I'm not, but if you're hanging out, I, I think Hammurabi but that's what was a book like is. That's of Babylon or something. If you're hanging out in Babylon, you're like, hey, what? You just sit in the town square looking at this pillar with all the laws on it, and you're like, hey, why is why is it cross at the green, not in between? Anybody know why? And I, because it's written there. Yeah. No, but why did it get written? Why? And it's like, because it's written there. Yeah. And, and it's it, like, yeah, you don't get the contact. During the oral right. tradition, however, you get somebody who can, who can actually sit there, answer your question, yeah. tell you the thing, describe and continue it. Whereas with a book, anything yeah. is written, you know, put it on a clay tablet. It's down... It's yeah, law. Yeah, if you start Here are these fifteen com- ten commandments. <laughs> yeah, 15, yeah, oops. yeah. If you're sitting there carving it in stone, <laughs> you know it's going to get to be kind of rough because then it's like, seriously, you want an index for this thing? <laughs> <laughs> and a bibliography, yeah, and a table of contents. Yeah, we got Jesus over here. It takes him twenty minutes to saw a log because we don't have a skill saw. <laughs> now we're going to be char- chiseling an index into this, this stone Tablet thing. Of stone? Well, you want me to put an index? Can you imagine looking shit up in the index? Let's see. Cross at the green knot in between. See traffic light. Oh, fuck! I'm flipping through this shit like crazy again. Well, not to mention, not you know? to mention the pocketbook size of this is really a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be forever flipping through the stone tablets. Thunk. <laughs> Thunk. Oh, fuck. Somebody broke number 24. So fuck that. Somebody broke a toe. <laughs> so... It was after the Sermon on the Mount when people started chasing around calling him an actual Messiah. Prior to that, the stories weren't solid that he was the Messiah, Messiah being the Son of God. Uh, again, the Pharisees didn't dig this. They didn't like it. Uh, they, in, fin- in fact, when Jesus was known for running around and telling them where to go just after blowing up and throwing hissy fits in the middle of the market square. Uh, and it just, like, it got to a point when I was reading some of this, like... Dude, you just kind of ran around pissing everybody off. Of course okay. people didn't well, like you. Here is that same story you were telling earlier about him being left yeah. and pissing off the Pharisees. Um, they didn't take well to him lecturing, a 12-year-old lecturing them. Again, citing the, the infancy of Thomas, um, the scholars and Pharisees said, Are you the mother of this child? She said, I am. And they said to her, You are more than any woman... You more than any woman are to be congratulated, for God has blessed the fruit of your womb. For we have never seen nor heard such glory and such virtue and wisdom. 
there is the other side of the story that he may not have pissed them off. He may have earned their respect. Well, yes. but th- this this is one of the reasons that this particular book and all of the Apocrypha was is this left Christopher, out. Christopher, what's his name? No, this is the Apocrypha. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's the infancy of Gospel of Thomas. Um, it's part of the early Christian writings. Um, it's one of those things that I see in council, just like, oh, no, 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 we're not... It's not going with our narrative here, so we need to get rid of this fucking one, and we need to focus on all of the the strife and all of the anger and all of the other stuff that all these Pharisees and all the other little areas. Uh -uh. No, you have one sect here that's like listening to him and saying, okay, well, maybe we should listen to a 12-year-old kid because out of the babes of malice come truth. Out of the mouths of babes come truth. Out of the babes of mouths, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes come truth. The Washington Monument, right. Uh, it's just, it, it's funny the way that they do that. They just, they ignored it and said, no, we don't like this. It didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they, the Pharisees got really angry at him for running around saying he was a child or the son of God and, and, uh-huh. and throwing hissy fits and such. <laughs> and, uh, and then, then Peter was asked if he was the son of God and he said, yeah. And so Jesus really started running with the idea. Uh, it sounds like they kind of talked him into it, frankly. Or maybe he was like mansoning the situation or something, but it was it was I don't know it didn't seem like he was convinced at the beginning. Um, then they heard a voice. This is called the Transfiguration, and 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 this is when they really started chasing the idea. I mean, it just kept building and building on itself. He continued his behavior with the with the people around town, and uh, eventually was sentenced to death. For claiming to be the son of God. So how readily were, because, what, were things like hallucinogens accessible back then? <laughs> well, every moldy loaf of rye bread. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, if you listen to McKenna, Terrence McKenna, uh, mushrooms in that part of the country, many of the mushroom varieties are at least minimally psychoactive. Uh, and, and he claims that for part of the reason of the elimination of humankind. But anyway, it, it's not unheard of. Yeah, well, you know. It, yes? Oh, no, there's just, like, too much of that stuff going on. What stuff? Well, we got this unexplained stuff, and it's like, well, you know, they could have been drinking some sort of ergot. And it's like, you know, I mean, we hear that all the well, time with no, the Salem White Trots. Well, you know, it, it, it the bread could have gone is, bad. What it is, as soon as you hear, I heard a voice. The berserkers. And no. I suddenly heard a voice, and everything made sense. It means, well, in my world, it means one of... A couple of things. Either you just turned into a loony bin, you took something that you shouldn't have took, you, you should have taken, <laughs> or three, you actually did hear it. Either way, there's a 66% chance that it wasn't you actually hearing some kind of divine being. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's the thing. Just, and if you just like, the odds of the situation. If you have, like, all these wild mushrooms growing all over the place and all this rye bread constantly going bad, then encountering somebody who was high on hallucinogenic wonder bread... Uh, would have been a fairly frequent occurrence. Exactly. And so, therefore, you wouldn't have been like, oh, he speaketh with the wordeth of God. Ed. Even worse. You know, you'd be like, no, this Ryan is another Poppy fucker who had a bad peanut butter and jelly. Right. You know? <laughs> That's what you would have said. It wouldn't have been just like, you know, you would have had so much common exposure to it. So that's that's why I discount some of this, like, hallucinogen to blame stuff. Especially when it's in large metropolises such as they existed back then. So it Jesus would have been to actually witness the way that those societies actually functioned, just to, as opposed to ours. It's like just what what is important back then. Okay, going and getting the water becomes really important. So we spend our day doing we do these certain chores. Well, what chores do we do every day? You know, just witnessing the differences in how that society functions as opposed to ours. I think that'd be interesting to see. Well, I need a time machine. <laughs> well, like like I said though, or like Rupert said a long time ago, if we had time travel, everybody'd be fucking showing up at the birth of Jesus and the crucifixion of Jesus and shit. It'd be like fucking t- time travel tourism. Oh, can you imagine the warfare that would be going on right then? No, yeah. you will not fucking string him up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm your bump stop, bitch. <laughs> you got to get turned in now, buddy. Uh, so. Jesus was crucified. They they dragged him through the town. They beat him up. They put the crown of thorn on his head, on thorns on his head. All that stuff is 
as near as we can tell, historically true. But it was a relatively common practice. That's why they did that. In fact, there were guys on either side of him that were being crucified as well. You know, nails through the wrists, not through the hands, because the bones aren't strong enough, just because there's that little physics thing. Uh, and, and it said that he died on that cross and was stuck in a tomb, and three days later, he rose and appeared to Mary Magdalene again, very first. But it's important to point out, like again, this God-child sacrifice thing comes up. Yeah, Happy Easter. You know, God's into like sacrificing His child now, sort of exactly like, payback on a Canaan thing. Yeah, well, with the, <laughs> the Canaan, then you get really difficult about it because you, you come to the, the the concept of the Trinity where He is actually sacrificing Himself. He is a uh, physical manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. And he's only sacrificed For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But he is however. that begotten son. Yeah. That is that is the thing. Is it it, it 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 warps your brain. That's why a lot of people don't like it. And quite frankly, that's that's cool and I'm with them. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this thing called the swoon theory that I ran into. You know anything about the swoon oh, theory? Dear sweet Jesus. Uh, this, the supposition is that Jesus took some drugs from his physician pal Luke. Luke was a physician and didn't actually die on the cross. Uh, and, and nor did some theories, did, by some theories, did he even actually go to the cave. He has pufferfish toxin. Well. <laughs> Knocked him out. Well, that's what they're saying, perhaps. And that, that the person actually went to the cave and came out was not Jesus. Somebody else had actually, and he had actually escaped to Egypt again, or maybe India, and lived out the rest of his life in relative obscurity. Uh, other people think that Jesus broke, it, or that one of the soldiers was bribed to take Jesus down before he was actually dead. Perhaps the soldier that stabbed him in the side of the spear, <clears throat> like not hitting any vital organs, and they took him down again. Luke was yes in hiding, but he was a physician, so helped heal him. So, so essentially, you're saying that Jesus was running the same sort of scam that e- scam that Eli Wallach and Clint Eastwood were in the Good and the Bad and the Ugly. The I really did, yeah. Clint Eastwood shoots out the hangman's rope, and you know, yeah, yeah, okay. That's that's kind of that's kind of what the theory is, but but they call it the swoon theory because the drugs had to be involved to make it appear that he was dead for just long enough. Right, so it's actually closer to Doctor McCoy and Captain Kirk. <laughs> Uh, in a muck time, where McCoy Not shoots up to tell you. M- McCoy shoots up Kirk. Kirk has to do battle to the death with Spock. Oh yeah, in a yeah, Vulcan yeah. ceremony. Kirk yes. gets shot up with this drug that's going to simulate death. Yes. Yeah. And Kirk dies. They beam back up to the that, ship. That sounds like roughly the story. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I would, I would probably have a big, pretty big problem if I was Jesus, though. One. You, you don't necessarily understand to a medical certainty the way that McCoy did. <laughs> We're talking fictional yeah. shit either way. So, <laughs> you know, uh, out in 2500, you under- you're going to understand what that chemical does to you a little bit better than what they did back then. Secondly, a spear in the side with sanitary conditions the way they are, <laughs> I'm not going to risk... There's no clean water. We've already established that. He, g- the Google the shit demon. Okay. <laughs> there is way too much unsanitary stuff going on right there <laughs> for me to even want to have an open wound anywhere near a cross and a spear and me coming down off of it. No, just that that one's crap. Well, it's funny you say that because one of the most recently kind of retranslated versions of this story comes from the Quran. Okay. Uh, and and it says that he was taken down uh, the rough translation is that he was taken down from the cross before death while in quote quote in a swoon. And that it was you know like <laughs> He was only hung up on the cross for about six hours, which wasn't long enough to kill him. The most stories that we know through the Christian tellings was that he hung for about six days. Yeah. Right. In the, I thought in but the it's, Bible, it's interesting it straight up it says it's several days on the cross. Right. And it's interesting that in the Quran it yeah. says, like, and I said, like I said, this is a relatively modern translation of the Quran that said that maybe it was only six hours. But there again, we're retranslating the storytelling. Again and again and again and again. 
and which with, is why with this with is people a thing that in the you first already place. know. The Nicene Council, you already know that they are proven to just pick and choose what they want. Well, the Nicene right. Council those, those ones didn't have been write the Quran. No, no, no. It, that's my point. That's my point. I agree. That's why I think you the have, Quran's an interesting You have version one of, of them doing that, but you, I, I don't know enough about the Quran to... <coughs> if they have a Nicene Council, or what they had, or who says what got into where, how, why, and if... But for them to have such contradicting stories when they had such similar stories so many times, um, the Quran praises Jesus. It, it does. It just doesn't hold them up to the same esteem that they do Muhammad. Well, Muhammad, as we yeah. spoken about earlier, was the ultimate prophet in their, exactly. in their version of, of religion, whereas in Christianity, Jesus was mm-hmm. the son of God, or essentially the ultimate most anointed. Yeah. The The... The ultimate God. prophet, God yeah. as well, yeah. Uh, and and it was, it was cool reading through those those, and 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 the Jewish people look to him as a teacher as well. So all of the religions from that area do look to Jesus as as more than just a mythical figure, like you know, as an important part of their their religion, uh, which I, I thought was cool. But uh, th- that's kind of the end of the story I got. Yeah. Um, Again, happy Easter. <laughs> so, and, and I, all right, to wrap up, I, I think that, in essence, the journey of Jesus is, as John mentioned, a great parable and something to pay attention to as you may seek places for inspiration on how to live your life. I don't think that it's the end all to be all. I'm clearly more atheistic than anything else. But... Anyway. If if Jesus was Jesus, he wasn't a bad guy, for the most part, other than maybe in the in the marketplace. Go ahead, John, before you get gassed out by the bulldog. Um, okay, well, for years I've been working under an ideas to working on ideas, and the one that I came up with that actually makes the most sense to me is that in the time of Jesus, you had a very charismatic individual, and you also had a bunch of people who had power and a bunch of people who didn't have power. And the people who didn't have power wanted power. So they got a very charismatic person to start tipping scales. And that's kind of the way things went. I mean, look at what's happened in you know any of the history in the last 2,000 years. What happens is you get somebody who doesn't have power, they find somebody who is very charismatic, and then suddenly they get power. Well, for the last, I don't know, 1,500 years, the Catholic Church has been running fucking rampant. So, I, I tend to think that he was more of a pawn because he fed into the types of things that people uh, that they associated with. Um, get people fed, forgive, love, care. You know, it 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 really flew in the face of all the things that the political structures back then were actually dealing with, which was we take care of ours. And here's a leftover crumbs. And people got sick of that, and they rallied around a figure, and they named that figure. And they kind of had to keep that figure alive afterwards. So there were plots that did that. I'm not saying that he did a bad thing, because if you really look at anything that he was telling somebody to do, it's not a bad thing. It really isn't. Give respect to the people that are next to you. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be be a freaking adult. Accept your responsibilities. You know, like give Caesar his due. Pay your taxes. Do your shit. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of your friends. Take care of your neighbor. Don't be a dick. Kind of simple. The ultimate you know, words of Jesus. Don't be a dick. Okay. But <laughs> it, 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 he was used ultimately, I think, as a tool. It was a tool for people to usurp power from where it was, and then gain their own power. And they did it in his name. I don't think that he realized that was what was happening, but that's what ended up happening. It's a motion. It's a movement that got away from him, and it still just continues to this day. And it's grown into another tyranny. So there we go. Oh, yeah, that was heavy. Your turn. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Like personally, I think that the whole biblical account thing, especially with regards to Jesus and stuff like that, is like 
kind of as close to true as you can get with something that's like largely an oral history written down later and whatever, all those kinds of things. It's like, I don't know, the miracle stuff, I don't know if it's really true. I find it like actually kind of funny that um, we got this whole oral tradition where nobody writes down all these great miracles. Then starting, I don't know, 70 years after Jesus' death, I think is the accepted time period where, where the Bible starts getting written down. Um, we start writing this stuff down and, um, it's really not that long. You know, it's like basically, I don't know, 500 years later, Western civilization falls to the, uh, invading hordes. And, um, the only thing that <coughs> makes it survive is, uh, essentially like St. Patrick and a bunch of monks, up in Ireland and stuff, who are like, you know, we should keep this written down thing going along. Let's keep doing this and write this stuff down and take this other stuff and write it down here and like, like, let's just write down all the stuff we know because no, no newness. So, so it's sort of like, if nothing else, that is sort of the miracle that comes out of Jesus is like, write it down, take some notes, pass along the knowledge and that kind of thing. And because like, without that, I don't really see how the Dark Ages start to fall, you know, whenever we take that time to be, you know, 1500, yeah, I don't know, something like that. You know, it's like basically we've got a thousand years, a thousand years where we didn't get Jack done. <laughs> and the thing that gets us out of that is the ability to, to write things down and the importance of writing things down. And that really comes from, like, the Bible. Not that God told you to write shit down, but just the practice of writing down the Bible. And then, like, let's write down some other stuff. Libraries. Universities. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, that's my take on it. Whatever. <laughs>